Support for this episode is provided by the Mountain Valley Spring Water. Bottled continuously since 1871 in Hot Springs, Arkansas, the Mountain Valley Spring Water rises naturally to the surface of the earth where it is bottled untouched to this day. Mountain Valley prides themselves on truth, integrity, and clean, pure water. They bottle in glass to preserve quality and taste and also proudly offer recyclable, green plastic bottles as a convenient on-the-go alternative. There's never been a better time than now to get back to your source. So head over to mountainvalleyspring.com to find your local retailer or set up delivery to your home or office today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Around the Diamond, presented by Natural State Sports. This is your host, Steve, as always, joined by my co-host and the baseball guru, Mr. Kevin Bohannon. How are you doing tonight, Kevin? Uh, doing good, Steve. We uh, found out today that Major League Baseball should be sending uh, something over to the Players Association. So we're getting even closer to playing baseball, which is a great thing. So I'm not going to lie. You said we f- we found out today and I was like, man, quarantine done got y'all expecting again? Like, really? <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah, well, we haven't gone down that road, thank goodness. So, oh, man. Uh, I've kept her off of me for the most part. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, man, I'm excited about tonight. We've got a really awesome guest with us. Anybody that follows and loves the University of Arkansas, any sport, but especially baseball, we are excited to bring in tonight's second baseman, Robert Moore. How you doing tonight, Robert? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. So, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. No, I was just yeah, Robert. We uh, know the the state of Arkansas has adopted you uh, as a son now, coming out of Kansas City. So yeah, we uh, welcome to the show, and we're glad to have you on. It's uh, I know it hasn't been the the freshman season that you had planned for, especially the way you come in. So uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, buddy. No, appreciate it. It's been an honor and privilege to be a Razorback so far. So I can't wait for the next three, four years. Well, we've absolutely loved watching you play for sure. I, I mean, to see a guy come in with his with his uh, as much confidence as you have, and and as well as you kind of joined up with the team so quickly and early, and, and and you know coming in early like you did, really excited. It's been it was it's been a fun ride to watch, and and I, I know I speak for most most all Hog fans that we look forward to the next two to three, four years, however long we get to uh, enjoy watching you up there on the hill. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, it's a fun team to be around. Uh, the guys are great great people and um someone people you can call friends and um you know if we uh we love going out there and putting on a show for a great fan so what's uh robert, what, go, yeah go ahead Steve. so what's what's robert moore doing right now in terms of you know trying to pass the time are you back home in kansas city and uh it just what are you doing to pass the time right now with all the downtime we got right now i've been in kansas city ever since uh, we got the news that the season was canceled. Um, you know, Coach Van Horn sat us all down, um, I believe, March 12th and told us, you know, we couldn't be together for the next month and the season was likely to be canceled. So ever since then, I've been home. Um, I've been hitting at um, a, a place called Building Champions um, where a lot of the local guys have been hitting and uh, working out at top speed strength conditioning. 
um, and just trying to stay in shape. Uh, there's a summer ball team that I'm going to go play for in Florida this year. And, uh, because the Cape got canceled and hoping that that all comes through. And, uh, because of, uh, the coronavirus, we're hopefully we'll be able to play. Um, but yeah, just, just trying to stay in shape and, um, enjoy the family time. Now you mentioned the, the league you're going to play in Florida uh, and we talked off the air, but just share with the, the listeners, what, 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 what is the league that you're playing in this summer? The league I'm playing in is the Florida Gulf Coast League. It's I will be in a team uh, out in Sarasota called the Sarasota Tigers. It's a fairly new league, uh, mostly a lot of Florida schools and kids there. Um, but with the Cape shutting down, uh, a lot of the Cape guys are flooding it uh, just because the league's going to play. But um, I'm excited. It's a 30-game league and um, starts, I believe, June 15th. And we'll get over around July 31st. And after that, we'll be right back on campus. And yeah, hopefully the university will be open by then. Now, Robert, you came to Arkansas. Of course, you were part of the 2020 class that, you know, has been ranked as high as second by perfect game. Uh, they're ranked third right now. A lot of talent in that class. And a lot of guys that you grew up playing with, playing against. But you had the fortune, you were fortunate enough to get to come in early. It's not done very often. Was there any added pressure? Uh, whether put on by yourself or anything else that you felt coming in and, and what got you ready for this? Well, if you asked us, we were the number one ranked recruiting class. I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> 100% agree. Yeah. 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 Those are great guys. I uh, grew up with a lot of them and uh, they, they can't wait to get a chance to be a part of the Razorback family. And um, yeah, we're excited to have them. But, um, you know, I would say there's no pressure with anything. Um, you know, as you and me talked earlier, when my father's dad got out of high school, he went straight to Vietnam. And my mom's dad got out of high school, he went straight to Korea. And yeah. I got a chance to go to uh, Arkansas, a great play for a great coach, great facilities, great fan base, play a sport I love and have a chance to compete. And that's ultimately what I wanted to do and just living out um, kind of a fantasy dream with you want to put it that way. Yeah, and you got new facilities coming in, and they recently, 90 coaches got together and said University of Arkansas has the best facilities. So, you know, talk a little bit about what y'all have up there and how it gets y'all better, you know, day-to-day and game-to-game. Well, facilities are great. We're very thankful for them. Um, we can't wait to get into this new uh, locker room, a new player development center that, uh, so much money and time and effort has been spent on us, and uh, we're very, very appreciative for it. But what makes us, I believe, so great is our personnel and our coaches and how much time they pour into us. And uh, they don't necessarily um, just care about us as development as a baseball players as they do as people and uh, becoming men. And uh, it's truly a blessing to be surrounded by coaches like Coach Van Horn and Coach Thompson and all of our um, assistants and um, of course our academic advisor Britta Delay who um, nonstop is on us um, about our grades and uh, I would say our personnel is just is more important and um, we're very appreciative for them just as much as we are the facilities. So tell me about that first experience playing at Baum and what it was like to come out there and play again, play in front of the fans and, and just, just having that opportunity for the first time. 
Well, before that, the most people I ever played in front of, I believe, was the perfect game All-American game, and that was like maybe like 2,500. And then so my first game at Bomb, uh, me and Casey run out there to a little behind shortstop for the national anthem, and I'm like, okay, I can handle this. It's not too much different. And I looked around, and I, I, I looked around, I looked at Casey, I'm like, dude, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's, what, what are you talking about? It's Arkansas. <laughs> and, and the first ball was hit to me, and I, I don't remember it. Uh, I think my, I don't know how I didn't black out, to be honest with you. I had the yips thrown at the first base. Uh, luckily, oh. Austin catches everything. But uh, I, I, my hand was numb. My eyes were going black. Um, I, I just felt really, really light-headed out there. And, but after the first couple of days, I was like, okay, this is normal now. So then, you know, didn't have much problem after that. Yeah, it's, it's back to playing a game that you've always played right. when you were right. a young man. So it's, it's not Blake too Adams, tough. Blake, Blake Adams and Paulette, we were talking about that when they went out there for the first outing. Just yeah, the craziness of how many people were there and how yeah, wild I, they I are. Talked, I talked to Peyton after he got his, his first outing. And I talked to him and I said, Hi, oh, Bob, you, you were a little tight out there, weren't you? And he's like, yeah, I was a little amped up coach. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I knew once you got your curveball over, which is a hammer, and, right. you know, he, he started to settle down there, which was really good. So, you know, you got to play in Baum Stadium, and last summer you got to play in some other venues as well. Plus, you got to play at Minute Maid Park, get a home run there. What was it like playing at Minute Maid and, you know, some of the other places that you played last summer? It's a great experience. It's um, truly a blessing. I mean, unless you're in the major leagues, you really don't get a chance to play in big league parks or uh, bomb stadium. And you just got to, you know, just count your blessings each day. It's so fun. I can't can't begin to describe how fun it is to uh, walk on a big league field or uh, play in front of so many people. It's just It's just a cool experience. So, what other ones did you play in last summer? I played at Tropicana, um, Kaufman, Wrigley, uh, San Diego, um, Dodger Stadium. Wow. And I believe uh, Chase Field. Chase Field was last one. Gotcha. Uh, you got, oh, and uh, Progressive. Progressive. Oh, progr- yeah, the Cleveland. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one. So, yeah, you got about a third of them knocked out already. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we knock out the other two thirds. There you go. <laughs> out of those ballparks, which is your favorite? You think you've been able to play in? Well, bias. You got to say Kaufman. I mean, I don't yeah, know if I'm going to tomorrow night. I don't say Kaufman. <laughs> right. Okay, fine. We're not allowed to say Kaufman. What's number two? I'm tempted to say Dodger, but Progressive was a very pretty field. What What was Wrigley like? Wrigley Wrigley is. I mean, they call it the Windy Cities, and, like, you hear that, and you're like, okay, cool. But, like, you get to the stadium, and you can hit a pop-up to second base, and it goes out of the ballpark. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. But the the scenery and um, the stadium itself was, you know, you just felt like you were in a movie or something. I couldn't really describe it. So my, my first Major League Baseball experience when I was a kid was actually at the old Comiskey for a White Sox game. And growing up, I was a big oh, White okay. Sox fan. And so 
when we went before we went up, I knew I've got family in Chicago, but of course I knew nothing. This was June in, you know, of course in Arkansas, it's 112 <laughs> degrees. And so we go and I go buy, I find some new white sock stuff, get like a cutoff shirt. Of course, I'm like a 10 year old kid and we, we get up there and go to, there was a double header. We had, we had gotten tickets to a double header and we, we get in the stadium for the first game and the wind was so bad inside the stadium. We barely made it out of the first game. We're like, no, no, I can't, I can't do this. This is outrageous, man. So middle of I can't summer. imagine if it was cold there, if it was like a May or March game there, I couldn't imagine how unbearable it would be especially in the upper deck oh it'd be brutal yeah i couldn't imagine. no I, you wouldn't find me up there for nothing <laughs> i'm not a big cold weather guy i did lambeau field back in january a few years ago i think 2013 2014 and it was like negative 10 i think was the air temperature by the end of the game that was enough for me i, I couldn't i don't know that i could yeah. sit through a baseball game in that kind of weather <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been a packers fan you know the last 20 years and i went 15 years straight up until this last last winter so it, it, it and we've seen some really cold ones up there it's been crazy so crazy. so what so when as far as middle infield position what are you what are you more comfortable and where do you see yourself playing you know potentially at the next level i would say i'm most comfortable wherever i get the most reps at, at a given time so this past year um, I took a lot of reps at second base. So if you put me in a game, I'd be more comfortable at second base. The year before, I took most of our reps at shortstop. If you put me in a game, be more comfortable at shortstop. I'm comfortable in both places. Um, I love both positions. I love the footwork and techniques that come with both. I love the challenges that come with both. Um, you know, in my opinion, shortstop, the throw deep in the hole and the backhand play, is very hard and um, may make that position significantly more harder in second. But the double plays from second and the turns and the footwork and going to your left, which is an unnatural um, feeling as an infielder going to your left and turning and throwing right, that it makes second base very challenging as well. So you got to practice both. Um, I believe I'm very good at both. And to be honest with you, as long as, uh, you're producing at the plate and being a good teammate and um, uh, producing in other areas of the game. It really doesn't matter which one I'm put at. Um, Coach Van Horn, if he puts me in right field or in DH, it doesn't matter. i got to find a way to produce. Well, that's right. That, the, the old mantra is, you, if you hit, you never sit. Right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. Well, you made second base look easy at times this year, so – um, I think you may may have that one sort of figured out. Can you talk a little bit just about your relationship with Casey Martin? Obviously, you know anybody that's played middle infield understands that that relationship is important. But I'm curious. I know he talked a lot, um, early, you know, before the season started and early in the season about working with you and you guys working together. But you talk about your relationship with him just a little bit and, and how that's developed. Well, Casey is the most athletic infielder I've ever played with um, at any level. And granted, I'm young and haven't been on very many teams, but uh, Casey's a phenomenal athlete. There was times in practice and in games where he would make a range play and like the ball is like, why even try and for it's a base hit and he would get to it and throw across his body or something crazy like that. I'm like, wow, that's, that's crazy how he can do that. Um, but yeah, he took me under his wing. He, uh, you know, from the start, my very first couple of days, he, 
you know, he came alongside of me and wanted to teach me um, about how to be a Razorback, how to play shortstop, how to play second, how to play middle infield for Coach Van Horn and at an SEC level. Um, funny story, he the day before, this is probably like our third practice, and it was warm outside, so we were able to get outside. And um, I was trying to fit in, so I was going max out on every ground ball and charging <laughs> everything and whatever. And he comes up to me. He's like, hey, you got to quit charging every ball. This is SEC. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? This is what I do my whole life, right? <laughs> so the next day, we're doing BT, and Christian Franklin hits a hard ground ball, and we just got the field laser graded, so it's a very soft. And like oh, yeah. any, any cleat mark, you know, makes you get a bad hop, right? And I'm charging it, and it's a bullet. Takes a bad hop, hits me right uh, where the sun doesn't shine. Oh, no. I go down. I pass out. I'm on the ground for like 15 minutes. I finally go back in the dugout, <laughs> and I'm, I'm getting ready to puke in case he comes up to me and says, I told you not to charge anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, that, that, is, that is perfect, Casey, right there. Oh, that is good <laughs> stuff, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> Oh man! And it couldn't have come from so, a better guy. I love Christian Franklin too. So uh, that, right. that's awesome. that that is right. that Steve's boy. He he last year coming into the season as, when Christian was a freshman, Steve was like, "That's my boy." And then he had a really good start mm-hmm. to his sophomore year. So yeah, that that's Steve's boy. It's he's fun to be around, and you know he's just gotten better, which is you know what we all expected. So right, right. Now coming in coming into this next year you're, you're going to still be a freshman you know by eligibility only it's going to be your second year and we, we talked about this a little early you know earlier and what is the difference between high school and college and with, with high school I mean some of the stuff that you saw last summer playing against the top prep guys in the nation and travel ball what's the difference between that and the SEC and what y'all see on a daily basis well, the difference between high school and college for me is, especially at you know PDP or these developmental leagues or summer ball, um, you know, freshman sophomore year, you're trying to get recruited by these uh, universities and play at the next level, and then senior year, going in your senior year, you're trying to impress scouts and potentially have a chance to play for professional baseball the next year. Um, it's very individualized and it's very much so on personal development and um, improving your skills, which is all great and stuff everyone needs to work on. Um, but the college atmosphere is, is so team-based. Uh, college, college baseball has found a way to make it such a team game, and you're around these guys 24-7, and you go to class with each other, you uh, in the weight room with each other, you practice with each other, you see each other every day in the locker room, and everyone wants just a win for the university. Um, everyone knows there's a duration on the amount of playing um, time you get in your life, and it's going to come to an end one day. And we have a chance right now to win a national championship, and you know all of us are fully on board on that's the main goal. There is no, um, you know, prize for individuals here if the team doesn't win. And um, I would say that's the biggest difference between high school and college baseball. So, and I have to ask this, and since you, you will be classified as a freshman, and it is a team sport, are there any freshman records that you've had your eyes set on or anything? Um, I wouldn't say freshman records. Um, 
my first day in the locker room, you know, they have the school records or, um, I guess, single season records for Arkansas. And I actually saved a picture on my phone. Zach Cox and I believe 2010 had 102 hits. And that's right. uh, my, my goal was 103. And then I got out there the first weekend and I'm like, there's no way 103 is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, you made up for that one for 12 pretty quick. But, right. Right. Yeah. And that that answer doesn't surprise me one bit. You're like, I don't care about freshman records. I want the four twenty nine and the one and two. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. So, and we we talked about the twenty twenty class a little bit earlier, and of course, you have really good relationships with these guys, and they've got some really you know tough decisions. And you know the way you put it earlier, these guys should welcome this next step and the experience they're about to take, but. How special could this team be next year if you get, you know, the majority of these guys on campus next year? Well, this team is already special. Uh, we are special this year. We're uh, going to be very special next year. Our pitching staff is all returning, and everyone's going to be a year older, a year better. Um, so in my mind, this team's already special, and this team's got a chance to win a national championship. The guys we have coming in can, uh, you know, further that. Uh, help us improve, obviously. Um, you know, we we would love to have every single 2020 commit on campus and help us compete for a national championship and, um, you know, be, be with us every day and compete at a high level and make our practices um, even more challenging, competing against each other and making each other better. But at the end of the day, these guys got to do what's best for them. It's their careers. Um, they got to take control of their careers. So I just uh, I assume then that you've you've already got Casey Martin and Opitz and Kerstad. They're all staying. They're not going to go pro. You've already talked them into that, right? <laughs> Dad, Dad's hoping he can get at least one out of the three in a roll jersey. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I bet. I love the silence on the, on the response there. He's like, no, I'm not answering that. I'm not touching that question. That's those guys. You can ask them that. Put me in a tough spot. Yeah. Put me in a tough spot. See, see, I've I've learned. So watching you play and, and now talking to you, um, it just it reinforces the idea of just it just you you are you are wise beyond your years. Not only on a baseball field, but just just in you know in in your you know, in your persona and, and who you are, your personality. So, um, man, it's been awesome, and and we we really. Uh, enjoy watching you and, and I've enjoyed talking to you um, and, and look forward to following your journey for sure. I appreciate you saying that. So, yeah, man, you, yeah, I'll, I'll just really quick, Steve. It's, you know, having watched you on the, the showcase search the last couple of years, whether it be down in Atlanta or in, in Jupiter and down in Florida, you know, you, you got a little taste of spring training down there you know, during October. So it, it, it was always fun just to watch you, how you handled yourself out there on the field. And I, and a lot of people ask me on this show and another podcast we have, whether it be on 103, 103.7, the buzz, I said, well, you got a guy coming in at 17 years old. I'm hoping, you know, maybe he can get some midweek starts. And I said, guys, he ain't coming to get at bats during the week and as a defense <laughs> replacement. He's a dude, and he's going to come and play. He wouldn't be there any other way. So, yeah, man, was, you know, congratulations on a great year, and we hope to see you for a couple more years at least. Yeah, so one other question I had for you before we let you go, too. Um, so 
with growing up with obviously your dad and his position and being around the professional baseball and, and that kind of thing, has that really helped you? I mean, obviously grow in baseball, but in terms of where you are and in terms of your, you know, your mentality, your personality and, and that kind of thing as well. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, I, when I was younger, my dad used to take me to the ballpark and we'd watch BP. Um, and by the time it was game time, I'd sit next to Rusty Koontz, Rafi Belliard and Jason Kendall. And they would just oh, talk wow. baseball the whole time. And I, I actually, uh, growing up, I was a catcher and I got to see the game through the eyes of a catcher with, um, Jason Kendall teaching me so much about this game. And, um, I believe that's, one of my biggest strengths is my knowledge and therefore I'm able to have instincts and uh, use my size as a gift in this game because of, um, you know, uh, the teachings and knowledge I gained from such great instructors and uh, being around such um, qualified people such as them. And my dad has uh, been very fortunate and blessed in this game and he's allowed me to share it with him. So is there a player, I mean, I know you named a couple there, but is there a player that you, you you spent a lot of time around that you really credit with a lot of what you've, what you've picked up? Um, I got, there's a few, uh, Christian Cologne always took me under his wing and, um, you know, let me take ground balls with him and then teach me something afterwards. And, um, that helped me a lot. He actually taught me how to get around the ball and uh, work your feet towards first base. Um, my favorite player growing up was Chipper Jones. That's actually why I switch hit. Uh, it's because Chipper was a switch hitter. Um, so, yeah, I guess those two. Very cool. Very cool. Well, once again, that, man. Go ahead, Kevin. No, I was going to say, that's crazy because, you know, Chipper came up, you know, was part of that 95 Braves team back in, you know, I was 14 years old then, and that was, one, that was the reason I switch hit. Uh, all the way through hospital. Really? Oh, that's really neat to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'd have switch hit, but I couldn't switch hit. I could barely hit right-handed, so switch hitting was definitely not an option for me. So <laughs> there's not there's not many switch hitters. A lot of switch swingers. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> this is this is very true. Well, Robert, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, we look forward to uh, getting baseball back on the field and, and getting to watch you guys again next year. But uh, good luck this summer. Um, hopefully uh, this pandemic stuff goes away and you guys are able to play come June and, and get some reps in. So good luck this summer. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for help growing the game during uh, this time. Yeah, absolutely. You bet, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Have a good one. Woo pig. Woo pig.